Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry that God did not carry out the evil he threatened against Nineveh. He prayed, I beseech you, Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? This is why I fled at first to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger, rich in clemency, loath to punish. And now, Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord asked, Have you reason to be angry? Jonah then left the city for a place to the east of it, where he built himself a hut and waited under it in the shade to see what would happen to the city. And when the Lord God provided a gourd plant that grew up over Jonah's head, giving shade that relieved him of any discomfort, Jonah was very happy over the plant. But the next morning at dawn, God sent a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. And when the sun rose, God sent a burning east wind, and the sun beat upon Jonah's head till he became faint. Then Jonah asked for death, saying, I would be better off dead than alive. But God said to Jonah, Have you reason to be angry over the plant? I have reason to be angry, Jonah answered, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, You are concerned over the plant which cost you no labor, and which you did not raise. It came up in one night, and in one night it perished. And should I not be concerned over Nineveh, the great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who cannot distinguish their right hand from their left, not to mention the many cattle? The Word of the Lord. Lord, you are merciful and gracious. Have mercy on me, O Lord. For to you I call all the day, gladden the soul of your servant. For to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in kindness to all who call upon you. Hearken, O Lord, to my prayer, and attend to the sound of my pleading. All the nations you have made shall come and worship you, O Lord, and glorify your name. For you are great, and you do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not subject us to the final test. The Gospel of the Lord. St. Luke gives us an uh, abbreviated version of the Our Father. It contains only five petitions, whereas the version Christians have always used, the one written by Matthew, contains seven petitions. Why does Matthew have two more? Well, maybe because Matthew was Jewish and Luke was not. The Jews had a thing for numbers. One of their favorite numbers was seven. That number is featured right at the beginning of the Bible. God rested on the seventh day. The prophet Isaiah wrote that there were seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. The menorah, the lamp in the temple, was a seven-branched candlestick. 
In the final book of the Bible, there are seven seals to be opened. And in that same book, the Antichrist number is 666, a decimal that goes on forever and ever, a number that will never be perfected. Because the perfect number that denotes completeness or fullness is seven. Since the Our Father is the Lord's prayer given to us by Christ, the Lord himself, it is the perfect prayer. And for the Jewish accountant, Matthew, it made perfect sense that the perfect prayer would contain the complete, the perfect number of petitions. The first three petitions in the Our Father focus on God. His name should be hallowed, his kingdom should come, and his will should be done. The next four petitions are about us. Daily bread, forgive us our sins, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Or as Luke wrote, the final test. St. Thomas Aquinas wrote, The Lord's Prayer is the most perfect of prayers. In it we ask not only for all the things we can rightly desire, but also in the sequence that they should be desired. This prayer not only teaches us to ask for things, but also in what order we should desire them. And that is, of course, brilliant analysis from the angelic doctor, Thomas Aquinas, and it is common sense. We should understand that before we ask for things for ourselves, we need to ask that other things bigger than ourselves be taken care of first. So we begin by acknowledging that God is our Father, which Christ revealed him to be, and holy is his name. And if God is our Father, well, that makes us his children. That is humbling to think of ourselves as small and helpless. But Christ said we have to become like children if we want to be perfected and go to heaven. The beginning of the Our Father, then, the first two words would have us humble ourselves, which is the beginning of wisdom, of perfection. There is indeed something bigger than ourselves in which we need to focus. It is this. We are all part of the kingdom. We are all parts of the body of Christ. So as children who humbly acknowledge our sinfulness, we communally say together, Our Father. Here at Holy Mass, in about 10 minutes, we dare to say something together. We say the perfect prayer before we eat the perfect food, our daily bread, and the most holy Eucharist. Amen.